Good morning, TwitchCon Vegas. How's your con been going? Is it good? Everybody's awesome? Yeah, let's get that. Yo, this is day three. Day three, TwitchCon Las Vegas. I hope it's been excellent for you today. I know it's been excellent for me, you know, and I'm happy to be here with all of you today and with my incredible panelists. We're gonna present to you the content creation career pipeline. Join us as we share our journeys going from full-time streamers to a new career path, thanks to our time spent streaming. So basically, you learned a lot of skills while you were streaming. How can we transition that into a new career, if that's what you decide to do? Because really, you know, it's your life, it's your call, and these things take you on different paths. So let me introduce my amazing presenters today. If everyone can go down the line, give me your name, your pronouns, and tell me a little bit about what you do. Sure, oh, I'm gonna get a little closer. Hi, I am Haley Baez. My pronouns are she, her, and I am the senior national lead of live stream fundraising at the American Heart Association. And so I oversee all of our uh, creator initiatives from live content to short form video, Twitch, TikTok, YouTube, and all things charity and uh, content. Uh, hi, I am Stella Chung. I um, am a host producer at IGN. I'm also a freelance host outside of things, um, and I also do um, esports casting and hosting. Yeah. So, oh, and my pronouns are she, her. Did I already say that? I don't know. <laughs> I did now. Yeah. Great. Thank you. <laughs> I'm Sam. I lost my voice. Um, pronouns are she, her, and I am the live streaming game specialist over at Wounded Warrior Project. So I tend to produce and host a lot of content for them. Sorry. <laughs> I also have a lozenge in my mouth, and it's very rude, and I'm sorry about that. We're going to move on. You're doing great. It's OK. My, my voice sounds the exact same way. Like, why, why can't we just shut up more? We're right? all just really sultry. This <laughs> We're all <laughs> real sultry. Hey, guys. Renee Reynosa here. <laughs> Welcome to content creation. Sounds like you're kind of hot. Um, OK, my name's Renee Reynosa. I'm a creator success manager at Stream Elements. Uh, yeah, that's basically that's it. Yeah, that's it. I work with creators. I, I get I get you a bag. That's it. Awesome. Well, my name is Ash. Said hi. Pronouns are she, her, and I stream retro games on Twitch. But you know, I when I first started streaming, I worked full time and streamed full time. So you know, I know how it is. Today, we're gonna be talking about what happens if you want to leave streaming. We're gonna talk about planning ahead, translating the skills to your resume, career path possibilities and job hunting after streaming. So we got a lot of awesome things to cover with some very knowledgeable people here. So my first question to you all is, stigma or stepping stone, leaving streaming to work full time, what do you think? Ooh, I struggled with this one for a hot minute because, and you guys tell me what you think about this, but I feel like there is this weird, I'll say it, stigma around streaming full time that if you quit to get a quote-unquote real job that you failed, that you didn't make it. And I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say it, this is failing, I'm real happy to keep failing. <laughs> like, this is great. And so I think that's, like, I'm so glad we're having this conversation because I feel like it's a great opportunity to break that stigma and talk about the benefits of, like, work outside of content creation. Um, and what that looks like, but I don't know. What do you ladies think? Any thoughts? Yeah, I got thoughts. So yeah, she does. She's got yeah. thoughts. I, I agree absolutely on the stigma thing, but I also think it's an absolute stepping stone. So I went to college to be a doctor. Didn't do that at all, but I did content creation. Yeah, that's crazy. Thank you. All right, Miss Smarty Pants <laughs> over here. Thank you. No, then I play video games. So <laughs> did that for eight years, and that's literally my resume is me talking about what I have done because in the end, you're your manager your production, you do everything behind the scenes, your, your networking, your outreach, and so you can write all of these things down on your resume, and that's how I got my job. So. Yeah, no, I, I, I fully agree. I think, like, especially as too, like, when you start streaming and you do it for a long time, you kind of have this idea, like, this is what I'm gonna be doing forever, and knowing that, like, I promise, you, you don't wanna do it forever. I mean, if you're anything like me, eventually you're gonna be like, okay, I'm ready to, like, move on to something better, something more, you know, that can utilize all these talents, like everything that Sam just listed, to something better, to like grow other people. And that was kind of like my feeling was like, I was done like growing my own channel. I wanted to help other creators. And that was like my goal. I, I got so much knowledge, so much 
so much. Like I learned so much from my career as a streamer that I just wanted to find a way to give back to other creators. So yeah, I think I think the stigma is so annoying. It's, it's so it's, annoying. Like yeah, we're in the best position to be like helping other people. Yeah, it is because it's it's not like streaming is always sustainable, right? Like I was literally working two jobs just to make rent and also streaming in LA, which is funny because I moved from the Midwest to LA to pursue a game or a job in gaming. And so for me, streaming was, I don't know, it was kind of a part-time job, but then I ended up really liking it. And then I used that as a tool to get my uh, job at IGN now, which I would definitely step up. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Like I'm getting paid to talk about games? Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree with y'all too. Like, I feel like if you give up, you know, like people are gonna look at you like, oh, did you even really try? You know, like, did you put your full effort in? That's like the conversation that I see happening. But you yeah. know what? For some people, they just realize I learned a lot of skills. This is not for me, so I'm gonna move on. So, yeah. with that being said, and especially with what you're saying, Stella, is streaming a profitable career? Like, can you pay rent and like sustain yourself? Oh, who wants to start there? If she, she called Stella out. I go first. Yeah, I because mean, okay. yeah, if like, you're gonna do it, do not move to LA. <laughs> don't do that. Like, don't be stupid. I was don't really stupid. stupid. Oh my god, I was so exhausted waking up like 4 a.m. to go work at Sprouts and like stack like a celery and shit. But yeah, it was, and then trying to also make it as a streamer, it is exhausting. Yes. I yeah. Also, the the I starving artist like thing, like it's it's yeah. not cute. I know it's like it's not it's not cute. Don't do it. <laughs> well, and that's another stereotype. I also feel like people. Think Think streamers make so much money and some people do don't get me wrong oh yeah for sure but but i also do think that it's dependent on your circumstances entirely right like if you are a single person with no children and it's just you and your dog or whatever your life looks like you're gonna have a lot more flexibility with your finances with your time to be able to to your point commit to the grind do all of the things necessary to grow as a content creator which looks a lot different now than it did when we, I think, all first started streaming. It didn't used to be, okay, now I've got to post on TikTok, I've got to post on Reels, I've got to diversify my content. It used to be, I'm gonna go live and play video games all day. Yeah, that, but now, it, that it used to be enough just, to, that used to, just to go live. And now and you, so, you have to be so, we always had to wear, we had to wear so many different hats, but now you have to wear like a gazillion more hats. You have to wear yeah. so many hats. You gotta wear boots, like two different types of coats, like a bazillion types of hats. So many hats, so many coats, but I, I think too, and that was the biggest transition for me was like streaming out was profitable for, you know, up until I decided that I was ready to you know, move on and do something different. And it wasn't that it was not like, I was lucky to be in a position where I'm not like, I need a job, I have no money. But at the same time, like I, I got married, I had two kids, suddenly I have a mortgage. I, you know, don't have the consistency of a typical job that a lot of other people get in this space. Like, don't get me wrong, there's some awesome benefits from being a full-time streamer. The making your own schedule, being your own boss, growing your community, like playing video games. Playing video games or whatever it is your content is, those are all huge perks. Put it on your resume. She's right, put it on your resume. But at the same time, I personally had to take a step back and think, okay, I have two small children who are depending on me. I have daycare costs, I have my mortgage, inflation is crazy, like can I really depend on my community to be funding my career? And that's another thing too, is like most of, unless you have sponsors, right? Most creators are community funded. And that's a big ask to put on your viewers to like say, hey, I need, I need to make my mortgage this month, I need you guys to subscribe or I need you to donate. It's a challenging position to be in. I have a lot of thoughts on the subject. I'm gonna let you guys talk. No, I also yeah. wanna say that you don't have to stop streaming. I still stream full time, I have two daytime jobs. And it's great, I'm tired, but it's great. Because I, I didn't wanna stop, because I, I really loved what I was doing. And I'm not gonna lie, I, what I do at WWP is literally what I do normally. Because you can do that too. I was very lucky to get hired to do what I already did. Now I just get salary benefits and it's pretty sick. But <laughs> it is profitable still for streaming wise. It just is, it's the annoying grind. It sucks. It's a grind. Very much so compared to like five years ago at this point. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have the resources or the time to be able to put that grind in, it's just, it's a lot of pressure. 
Yeah, and your viewers can definitely tell when you are burnt out and when yeah. you're not wanting to be there. So the fact that for me, it, when I went full time streaming for a while, I was like, this is exhausting. Like, I think that people can tell that I'm just trying to get my hours in because again, it is community funded. And also, you don't want to put that pressure on your viewers, and it feels really bad when you're like, hey, I have a donation goal, help me make rent, you know? Um, so it's one of those things of like, I wanted streaming to stay a hobby because I really yes. love sharing video games with people. Yes. I love, like my first stream, I was playing The Walking Dead, the Telltale series, and I was talking in chat like, oh my God, what choices do I make here? And I love that. Yep. So I wanted it to say some, stay something that I really loved doing. Yep. Keeping it as a hobby like that, I think that's my favorite part about just in general, like after transitioning is that, like I don't have a ton of time anymore, but knowing I have the option, like I could start a stream right now and just mm -hmm. hang out with my chat and not worry about the stress of the, you know, a sub goal or, or how many viewers I have and just do it because I enjoyed it, which is why I started in the first place. Like that's, in my opinion, that's why everybody should start streaming if they want to is because they enjoy it versus like thinking, oh, I want to do this full time. It's so much more work. I don't know. Again, I have a lot of thoughts on this, but. <laughs> no, I agree. And I feel like the main thing that I drew from what y'all were saying is at what cost? Yes. Like, is it at my mental wellness cost? Is it at you know, like I'm gonna eat ramen noodles every day and like, you know, have like very little money. Like what is the, what am I willing to sacrifice to do that? And for some people it, it does end up working out, but you have to, I feel like the sunk cost fallacy will then be like, well, which one am I gonna, you know, am I gonna keep going because I've been doing it for so long or am I gonna transition and set up myself for success somewhere else? So yep. I definitely agree with that. So, and I think when that happens, a lot of people ask themselves this question, which is, did I fail as a streamer? No, 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 no. If anything, I think that if you are able to get a career, especially from this as well, it's pretty successful, especially in this economy, jobs are hard to come by. So I don't think you failed. Not only that, your community will probably be really proud of you. Like if they, if you care for them, they care for you and they're gonna see you taking care of yourself and that's really good. So you didn't fail. Yeah, I, I definitely like went through a period of like six months where I was like kind of like grieving my my streaming career, not because like I felt like I failed, but it was like I miss my community. I miss being able to do this every single day. But I personally, I got so burnt out, like mega burnt out. I was just done. Um, and for a long time, I was like, did I fail or did I just, this is a next chapter. And thankfully the job that I got, I don't want to tear up, but the job that I got, I met like, the best people. I, I, I've learned like so much in my in my new position, my new role. Like I'm so like by my mental health from where I was when I was like deciding to like finally retire, quit, whatever mm -hmm. it is, to where I am now, like I'm so much happier. And I'm and at no point now when I think back I'm like I there's no way I failed. There's no there's no possibility to be where I am now where I feel like I failed. Yeah. It's funny, I actually had a conversation with do you guys know Mary Tish? Mm -hmm. I love her. Love Mary. And this was last year, right before TwitchCon. And she called me and she was like, hey, we have this cool opportunity for TwitchCon opening ceremonies. We really want to talk about like what you're doing with the American Heart Association with Twitch Charity. And I was like, really? She's like, Haley, you're a success story. Like people, like you are an example of being able to take streaming and build off of it and use it as a stepping stone for the rest of your life. We want to highlight that. And that was like such a, a moment that I will always remember in, in thinking, like, did I fail as a streamer? No, in fact, somebody actively thinks that I'm a success story. And that just changed my entire mindset. And that's why like going back to the stigma conversation, like it's, it's not either you do it full-time forever or you fail. When you think about who can do this full-time forever, it's probably no one, <laughs> unless you're, unless you're like, you know, <laughs> honestly, psychopaths. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. She said it. But you know what I mean? Like, if, unless you're, you know, huge and you can retire after, you know, 10 years of doing this and you pull 40,000 viewers every stream, blah, 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 blah. Like that's what, 0.01%? Yeah, like that's, no, that's nobody. You can count on this many hands, how many people can do that. And so planning that way, I think also from a mental health standpoint, gives you a good perspective of like, it's okay to not do this forever. It's okay to have an end date and think this is an amazing chapter to be able to do this. What does the future look like? I think that's something every streamer should think about. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Everyone needs to like think about like, what is my next step? Because if it, if it sneaks up on you, you're gonna be stressed out and worried about it. But if you like 
plan ahead, like think about it. Yeah. Yep. Success, success is measured differently for each person too. So, mm -hmm. yeah. and I still struggle with the, oh, well, I haven't streamed in a really long time. I feel like I should, like this game just yep. came out. I really want to share it with people. It's really hard. And for the first like year or two, when I was working full time, I still tried to balance it. So it was nine to five at work and then six to like 11. And then I would wake up really early to go to the gym and I would do the whole thing again. It was exhausting. So much work. I was like, okay, something has to give because I was, I refused to give up on both things, right? Because this one thing, streaming was the thing that got me the job. So I'm like, well, I can't let go of that, can I? Yeah. I and you I, can't I, give up on the gym. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, of course not. not. No. Are you kidding me? That's your health. It's great. It's your health. <laughs> but I, you, you touch on something that I think is really important and it's the sense of obligation. Yeah. That it sounds like you feel. And I, I feel that too. I had somebody... And I know we're supposed to ignore the trolls, I know, <laughs> but I had somebody tweet at me like, I don't know, six months ago or something. And I, I, I don't know what I posted, but their response was like, wow, you really just abandoned your community, didn't you? And I was like, oh, right? And it feels that abandoned. one hurt. But, but here's the thing, like when you look at the day to day, again, it goes back to mental health, right? I, personally, I'm a parent, two small kids. Here's my day. I wake up at 6 a.m. every day. My kids, I'm getting them up and ready and to school between 6.30 and 8 o'clock. I drive home, get myself, attempt to get ready, and start work at 9. I work at 9, I work all day, pick up my kids, and I'm on kid duty until 7.30, 8 o'clock when they go to bed. So that means I have a very small window of 8 to, I should go to bed sooner, but like, you know, 11, let's say, where that's my time. I'm not mom, I'm not work Haley, I'm not wife Haley, I'm just me. And so I'm, I'm possessive of that time. Like that would really be the only time I could hit start a stream. And I've had to have that conversation with myself where I'm like, it's okay to not. It's okay to know that I have to take those three hours every day to reset and focus on myself. Otherwise I will not be a good mom or a good partner or a good employee, like thinking that way too. So it's hard, but like there are times where I think you do have to choose yourself even if you feel that obligation. What's that saying? Like you can't give from an empty cup? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I love yep. that saying. Unless Amen. it's one of those cups Amen. that are clear and you turn upside down, it looks like it's liquid oh all the time. That's my cup. <laughs> I'm sick of yeah. it. It's, it's interesting because I think for me, it was really hard for me to let go of that streamer persona, right? Yes. Like the, the person that you are when you're streaming. But it's like, if you are presented with an opportunity where you get a job in the gaming space, you have to kind of question yourself. Do I want to be a streamer or do I want to be working in this space? And it's totally fine if you do choose streamer, but it, it's definitely one of those things where mentally you are going to have to make that choice. You can't really have both realistically if you also want to save your mental health and also your physical health um, because it will take a toll on you. Very yeah. true. Yeah. I, I mean, even me, I have a personal story where I know somebody who just recently said, hey, I, I think I'm going to take a step back from streaming and focus on my family and my life. Mm -hmm. And all the comments that that person got was so supportive. Like they were genuinely happy of the time that they got to share and got to know that person in the moment and i think even in regular careers like people think about well what's going to be my next step like you know a lot of people who want to move forward they think like how am i going to move my life forward so i think even with this it, it's the same thing and um i like what you said sam too about like the mindset looking at this like what is my mindset about what failure is going to look like failure is okay and it's something that we should be living with because it's a normal part of life and with that we have an illustration of how awesome failure can look <laughs> i'm just saying that looks like winning to me dang failure looks good it all started from a twitter meme y'all <laughs> Dude, that's a, just bangers, just bangers all the way. I was so proud of that too. I was like, how long did that take you? Like two minutes. She was, <laughs> she was all right. She's my favorite. Oh my Graphic design is my passion. Wow. 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 So then I want to know, after seeing something like that, what, what was your plan after streaming? What is your plan after that? I was just going to die. Oh my God. <laughs> I was working so many jobs in LA and like, so my story was I uh, was part-time streaming, but I also had a dead end like uh, office job. And I realized I was like, I've been living in LA for like four years. I'm not pursuing what I want to do. So do not do this. Uh, I quit my job <laughs> and I started full-time streaming while I was looking for jobs in the gaming space. Um, and it was miserable. It was very stressful uh, <coughs> trying to make rent off of, you know, streaming. 
And um, I didn't really have a plan. I was just trying to wing it. I was just winging it. And I got very lucky. Um, I paid attention to every job listing that was on Twitter uh, when that site was usable. And yeah, I got very lucky. I, I got like first in line with an application and I ended up getting someone's attention. So um, I didn't really have a plan. Yeah, because the, I, I'm gonna be very real with you. The job space in games industry, it's not linear. There's no like, no, there's no college course you can take on it. I mean, there's like the esports classes. I guess, I guess. now there are actually yeah. weird. Yeah, wow. but it's like, right. it's, it, that's not a guarantee that you're gonna make it in the space, yeah. right? So there's no linear path like, um, like Sam, you're studying to be a doctor, so. Yeah, then I got married and they took my scholarship away. Oh. Yeah, oh, I guess you can't be married and have scholarships, so. What? That's the military. Yeah. Oh. I actually applied to Twitch like three times. Yeah. Didn't get through, obviously. Um, because <laughs> I don't currently work at Twitch. Um, but like my, my job, like my, my idea after stream was like, I'm gonna work at Twitch, like Twitch or Discord. I'm, those are still kind of like my, my like big two, um, FYI. Uh, if anyone's out there. Um, so that was like my plan. Like I wanted to work there because it was like, I always knew that I was gonna stay in streaming. Even though I, I, I don't wanna stream anymore, like this is my world. Like creators my, are my world. I just, I love everything about this weird thing that we've got going on over here. Like streaming, there's, there's just nothing like it. And this is where I found my community. This is where I found my friends. Like I'm never going to like not want to be around streamers, even though they're weird and like sometimes cringy, but like most of them are really great. So I just want to be around them forever. And that was like my plan. I was like, whatever job I do, I just want to be around creators. Yeah. Sam? You go first. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Um, I did not have a plan. <laughs> Even though I'm over here preaching that you all should have a plan. I didn't. Yeah, don't don't listen. Like don't don't be like us. Do as I say, not as I do. Um I I similarly I knew I wanted to be in the creator space. And I think this was one of those moments where I didn't really fully understand the skill set that I had as a creator. Like I didn't give myself that credit to be like, oh no, I, you've done all these things. And it wasn't until this one right here sent me my current job posting, shout out to Sam. And I, I looked at it and it scared the freaking crap out of me. I was like, oh my God, this is terrifying. But as I read through it, I started to have that moment where I'm like, I actually could do this job. Like I have, I have the skills for it. Looking at what they're looking for, and this also goes to show, as like a side note, how many different types of industry, like people and companies, are trying to break into this industry. Like, you look at the show floor at TwitchCon, and how many brands there are that are trying to be in this space. Like in there Chevron? are so many. It's what the Chevron. Chevron. Yeah, I mean, it's like, wild. Yeah. so many that you would never really think about that are looking for, and, and here's the thing, if this is such a niche space that we live in, that they need people like us who understand it to show up authentically versus trying to break in and not really knowing enough about the space. Um, so anyway, that just says like, hey, think about that. But that was, I can think, one of my luckier moments was just finding something that I felt like I you know, wanted to challenge myself and see, can, can I actually do this and thinking, I've been doing the same thing for eight years. What is my next step in this? What's that saying? Do the thing that scares you. Mm -hmm. That was what it felt like to me. I was like, this is terrifying, but I'm gonna try it. Uh, and it worked out. So I got really lucky at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and my story, I don't know how many of you know it, but literally a year ago, my family was wrongfully evicted. We won our case. But anyway, we were wrongfully evicted from our home while I was live on stream. I wasn't looking for a job. I was streaming full time, I was making fine money, my husband was in college, and it was, it was going good. And then when that happened, it's just like, what, what the hell am I doing? Like, what's happening here? And whenever, so I got evicted last year, October 5th, two days before TwitchCon. I was one of the feature ambassadors, my face was everywhere. I was miserable, because <laughs> I was contractually obliged to be there. But it was also awesome, because everyone rallied around me and my family and it, it was like where I needed to be at the time. And Wounded Warrior Project, my husband's a veteran, um, they approached me and were like, hey, come talk to us at our booth because we know your husband's a vet and we can help. And they had this service dog who can detect anxiety and depression mm -hmm. and he kept locking onto me and I found out what, why he was. And then eventually I just like lived at their booth pretty much anytime I wasn't obligated to be somewhere. 
and just let him do his thing, which is like where he forces you to pet him and play with him, and it's like the cutest thing, because it makes your brain happy. And then a couple months later, we, I got um, a message from one of the guys that was working there, and he was like, hey, we have a job opening, and we really want you to apply, because we think you'd be excellent at this. So it, mine just kind of fell in to place where it needed to be, you know, life, life finds a way. It always finds a way. And so I applied, evidently a bunch of other people applied because it's, it's a position that is like, what is this? This thing's cool. But I ended up getting it and I'm super grateful because now I'm working at the WWP booth downstairs and it's come full circle, you know, just to be able to give back and like showcase. You can still stream, <laughs> probably not the way I do it. I'm probably very unhealthy. Don't follow me, but <laughs> I still do it because I, I really enjoy it. And I also now have this really cool career path that takes care of my family, and also I get to take care of others through it. So it's nice. Do you still hang out with the dog? No, actually, he his owner. No, don't. No, no, he's fine. Oh, okay. he's great. <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> he had it. He was actually going to be here. No, his owner okay, ended up leaving. I was about to lose it. Yeah, no. Okay. His owner was taking care of himself. So. The whole room exhaled. Like, <laughs> like, we're like, so pet the dog. dog. His name's Ruger, and he's great. Oh my God! Start with the awesome. Okay. You know, I really love the call out to talking about all the brands that are here trying to get into this space, because I feel like all of these brands have a social media department. They all have like a gr visual graphic design department, video editing department, right? And I feel like what we do as content creators, sometimes there's that um, imposter syndrome. I don't know if that's the right word, but that kind of thought, like. All these things that I did in my streaming career, like I just did them. Like mm -hmm. it's not really something I put in my resume. Did I really do them? But you did them. You did them, and you could totally put that on and, and use that as a way to apply for jobs with amazing brands that are trying to get into this space. So, with that being said, what kind of skills did that's you? Me. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's that's you. my first day of work. Oh. Yeah. What kind of skills that you built during your time as a broadcaster that you could translate to a resume and get you a job? And that's just like a that's just like a piece of it. That was just like us like in an email being like, what else? Like there's just so many, it's endless. Mm -hmm. Depending on what kind of content you make too. Like that's just like a normal like you just play video games. But if you're like doing cooking streams, if you're doing uh, like board games, if you're doing crochet, like uh, whatever you're doing, like there's so many a trans, like, transition, I don't know. Transitional. Transitional, thank you, sorry. Our brains are better, it's Sunday. Yeah. Dude, it's Sunday. It's yeah, transitional skills that, like, if you just sit there and, like, think for it, for, about it, like, we are powerhouses as streamers. We have, we are doing everything. Like I said, we're wearing two different pairs of boots, like, six different pairs of coats, like, we're just doing everything. But you just have to really think and, like, be really honest with yourself. Like, don't, don't come from it as, like, a, oh, I just play video games. No, you're, editing content, you're, you're scrubbing through content, you're creating whatever videos you want to do. Like, public speaking is one that I never even thought about. I don't know why I just got so many in here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but public like speaking, it. that's like one of like the big ones. Like if you get comfortable talking in front of people, in front of a room, that can take you so many places. That's key in an interview, just being comfortable talking about yourself. Yes, mm -hmm. and live, you, you handle conflict on the spot. Mm -hmm. So you learn that skill. More than you know. I didn't realize I was learning that until I did my interviews and I was like, oh wait, actually no, I can handle that. Yeah, there's actually, a lot of things. I'm so glad that Sam's picture is up there because <laughs> when I was applying to my job, she sent me her resume and was like, here's a great example of what I've been doing when I've been applying. And I was like, that's, and I literally took her resume and looked at mine and so many of these skills that are listed up here, she had on her resume. And I went through and was like, okay, I'm hosting. I've hosted a bunch of things throughout my career. Who have I hosted for? Like entrepreneurship. Okay, well, I literally ran my own business for eight years. That counts as something. Like strat marketing, social media. I've built X amount of followers on social media over the years. Like looking at that was so helpful for me and like recognizing all of these skills that do translate into a resume to show how valuable we are in so many different 
different spaces, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's so funny because I wish I had this when I applied. You know what I applied with? Because they're like, hey, do you have a reel or something? I literally sent in my Titanfall like sniping montage. Stop it. It. <laughs> Wicked, bro. Hey, but you got the job, I'm, I'm right? I'm pretty sure that tweet still exists where it's like me sending, hey, I live stream and also here's my montage. Dude, that is, six, that's, that's genuinely it's the so cool. embarrassing. No, that's not embarrassing at all. That's, that's the cool, you are She's so cool. Stupid. I love her. Dude, no, I'm not going to send you my real. I'm going to send you my, my frag videos. My <laughs> frag videos. Dude, it's so good. My, my now boss was like, this is great, but usually people have like hosting reels or like editing reels and I was like, yeah, but I went 40 and 0, bro. Yeah, yeah. but it was enough for me to get in, in the door and get an interview, which is where they were like, oh, so on your resume, you don't have, you know, like, what, what about these things? So they started asking me these questions where they address these things. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've done that. Like, I, I totally know how to edit. Turns out, if you use Sony Vegas, it's very close to Premiere, so you can learn it very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a lot of different things that I was like, oh, yeah, I did manage my own business for a while. I'm very comfortable on camera, which is actually why they started using me for, for hosting things, because originally I was just to get, like, gameplay videos of, you know, like, you've probably seen IDN's, like, first 20 minutes or whatever. Um, that's originally what I was supposed to do, but a host was out that day, and they're like, hey, are you comfortable on camera? Great. Go read this teleprompter. I was like, hey, I can do that. I read chat at the same time as gaming. It's easy, you know? Some of these skills really translate over. Do not, don't undersell yourself for the things that you've taught yourself. Yeah, self-taught things are so important. Like, yeah. I didn't know how to edit, but I watched like YouTube videos and I learned how to edit, right? And like use Photoshop. And it's so important. That's, you can't undermine that because you still learned that. You put in the time, put that on your resume because you are good at it. So that's, that's one thing that I um, wish I knew before I uh, sent in my reel. Tell yourself that. You are good at it. Over and over, you are. It's hard to be like our own hype man, but sometimes you got yeah. to. Don't criticize yeah. yourself for things yeah. that you know how to do. I'll be your hype man, dude. I'm still thinking Yeah, we're going to hype you up. Look at this job. I want to find that project. Renee's the best hype man. <laughs> yeah, bring your friend. I'm like videos. enamored right now. I'm like, I want to see her. She's so hyped, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like if you so like let's say you do these things like people feel like if you're not doing it for a company it's somehow not legitimate i think that's that's the stigma people need to get their mind out of like like you said self-taught you still learned it you Mm -hmm. still did it you have the experience you have the videos the audio to prove it so with those skills in mind how do i start looking for a role to transition out of streaming uh (laughs) twitter yeah, it is still probably one of the better options as well as, I hate it, the LinkedIn. They put a lot of them out there as well. Um, also, I wonder where your project is hiring a position on my team right now. So if you can come work for like Shimmy Gaming, please go to the website and apply because I want one of you. And anyway, so yeah, there's a role open to literally do what I'm doing. But yeah, so Twitter is usually one of them. Just It's so hard to find it and it sucks how hard it is. Yeah. But. I hate yeah. to say it, but like networking too. Like, yeah. you know, I hate the word networking, but like meeting people in the space as a streamer, like you can you can go to any of the other people if you make good enough connections and you go on Twitter and you're like, hey, I'm looking for a role. Like, you're, you'd be amazed how many people are like, I've got I've got I've got an, an opening in my company or or what what have you. Um, yeah, n- never undervalue just like the 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 power of just like your own community, the people that you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say the game space, specifically my side of the game space, it's, I hate using this word and I'm sorry, but it's very incestual. So like people will, they will come over from different companies all the time, right? They'll spend three months here, spend six months here, go back and forth, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of it is unfortunately the people that you know. I, again, I was very lucky. I didn't know anyone in IGN, I, yeah. which is why I'm like, why do you, you liked my sniping montage that much? Yeah. Okay, great. You, you know? really like my sniping yeah. montage. But it's like, if you know someone, it really helps. And um, yeah, even like replying to someone on Twitter, like do not discount those jobs that you see posted on Twitter. Oftentimes we're like, yeah, hey, um, thanks for DMing us or whatever. Can you please send in like an official application? But they'll know that you are putting in the work, which is important. Uh, Obviously vet the sources. So it's not like some weird startup that's gonna, you know, take. But you know, it's, it's one of those things of, yeah, just keep your eye out. You don't know where it's going to pop up and definitely talk to people because you have no idea what's actually open because oftentimes people are just moving from company to company. Yeah. And get scrappy with it too. Like do, do research, get really deep in there. Like with LinkedIn, for example, I was not on LinkedIn until I realized I had to be on LinkedIn. And, um, 
you know, looking through different companies that for me, I'm like, okay, who would I want to work for? Who are, who are ideal companies in this space that I know would be really great to be a part of? And then a lot of times those companies, you'll be able to find job postings that they have that will be applicable to the space that you're interested in. Um, similar to what Renee said, networking is a huge thing. I think, um, you know, if you know somebody or if you've seen somebody even on Twitter that you're like, okay, I know this person works at Xbox or IGN or wherever, and being able to kind of maybe you get to know them, say, hey, really, you know, I've been following you for a while now and I'm really interested in what you do. How do you like working at Xbox? You know, opportunities coming up. Like, just thinking of, of ways to, like, get really, um, just, just putting in the effort, putting in the time to really look for it because these jobs, like, I will say it is a hard space to break into if, unless you know somebody. But if you can really put in the time and effort, it's not impossible by any means. Yeah, and don't be afraid to get rejected. You will get rejected, yes. but without it, you'll get ghosted, which um, mm. I think Stream Elements actually did ghost me at one point, but that's okay. Twitch, <laughs> listen, Twitch ghosted me like three times. That's right, yeah. And I had an internal, like, in, and yeah. I still got ghosted. And it's still got ghosted. No, yeah, and so, so you are going to get rejected. It's fine. And if you say, like, oh, there's no way I qualify for this job, that's what I thought, too. Do it. Take your shot. Yeah. The, the worst that can happen is that you just don't hear back, and it's okay. So, yeah, don't be afraid to take risks. I love that. Yep. And I think, Haley, you brought up a really good point. And the way that I would think about it is future proof in myself. And what I mean by that is if I set up a LinkedIn now, even before I end my career as a broadcaster, right? Like I can then go and see like what companies are out there that are in this space that's similar and then kind of start like soft networking with people, like based on all the interest when I set up the account of like, oh, let me see who works at this company, like yeah. Microsoft, Square Enix, whatever, and then kind of get to know and then figure out what the skills are that they're looking for, then I can like build that and then figure out what my next step is from there. Because the next thing that I would want to know is what kind of jobs are out there for streamers once I start setting that kind of stuff up. Like anything. Yeah, like, yeah really so anything. Many. Yeah, like the things that we've mentioned and the, yeah, I think we answered this 50 times already. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, there's voiceover work, there's, yeah. I mean, it, not even just like with gaming voiceovers or anime stuff, there's like commercial voiceovers. Yeah, I did a commercial for a college yeah. in Louisiana. Yeah. yeah, those ad reads you do for like HelloFresh or whatever, yeah, that counts, that's yeah. a thing. Yeah, yeah, there's like so many different things you can do. Hosting, yeah. marketing. So I'm gonna just like go over to this oh, slide, God, that's, that's pretty <laughs> much it. Yeah. Hey, look at that. Go. look who that yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, there's so many different things out there. Right. And it's not just gaming. I think that's something that I, I want to circle back to, even though we talked a lot about gaming. Just chatting is the number one on Twitch for a reason. Mm. Content is not just about gaming anymore. When you go to TikTok or YouTube Live, it's not just gaming. And so thinking that live content has grown to encompass all content is something that I think brought in so many horizons and that it doesn't just have to be Microsoft or Square Enix or you know, Blizzard, it can, it can be companies like Chevron or Doritos or whoever is, is, is interested that you might not necessarily put a connection to. Um, something to think about. Because mm -hmm. they want ends too. And mm -hmm. They need people who understand it. Because you can love games, but you may not understand streamer brains. It's very different. And very different. it's been nice like teaching my company <laughs> that. Yeah, what's a pog? What's a pog champ? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. What's a pog champ? Yeah, they have to say, oh. can you type out all the acronyms just yeah. for our, our older community? We did that. Business. We did a whole, like, yes. when I was first hired. No, I'm not kidding. I, I had to put together like, someone a presentation. On my team. He did a whole presentation sense. internally. There was like a group of 12 of us, mm -hmm. and he did it on Teams. And it was actually such a good presentation. And he went through all of the vernacular and the like acronyms of, like, here's what pog champ is. Here's what Kappa means. If you see Kappa in chat, it means they're joking and being sarcastic. Like it was, as like the outside looking in, I was so glad my camera was off. I was crying <laughs> laughing. It was so, but at the same time, it really brings it down to like, no, the, people don't, they don't, like, they don't know. They don't know. Yeah. They don't yeah. know. Yeah. You know, what's funny actually. Um, so I used to work for a fashion brand and they did a collab with Nintendo and they like i had gotten the job with the fashion company a month after they did that collab right and when i got the job they were like i wish you were here about a month ago because we didn't know anything about nintendo and i was like 
Yeah, let me tell y'all what y'all got wrong here, <laughs> yeah. you know? But you're right, because how many brands out there try to emulate the speak that we have with when we're communicating on social media, right? Mm -hmm. Like all the fun things that we say, all the things that we do, like on, on like Twitter and like, brands are trying to like emulate that kind of stuff on like TikTok, Instagram and all that kind of stuff, like social media planners. But anyway, um, yeah, it's so right. But one thing that I will say that life becomes easier if you transition out is, is definitely easier to be a So good. Oh my God. Oh my God. Tell oh me yeah. you don't dread April. I mean, I still dread it because I still stream, but like, I know, only half dread you now. Yeah. I will say if you go into like a hosting or the casting space, it gets kind of easier. It's not really just because then you get a million different forms that you have to like yeah. separate and keep. So yeah. yeah, did a different panel for this, but get an LLC. I know. Yeah, yeah. 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 CPA <laughs> and LLC. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the first year I did my taxes, like oh my not being self-employed anymore. I'm like, it's it's that's it. That's yeah. it. You get it's money back. Like, I've been I've been having like full-blown panic attacks for ten years every <laughs> April, and now I can just be like. Yeah, so here's yeah. this number, and I'm done. I'm pretty I sure I committed tax fraud when I was a street <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> what if I was that? No, no, no. Oh, I scrubbed that from the record. Don't record. This stays here. This isn't getting streamed, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, my first year as a streamer, I got audited. Dude, and that's part of the reason I have full-blown PTSD with doing taxes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. You know what? I want y'all to remember that even if you decide to transition out, you can always go back as a hobby, right? Always. If I want to stream again as a hobby, there's always space for you to come back. Yeah, it's, it's a really nice way to just kind of unwind and like hang out with people. Um, I went back to stream the latest season of Halo and it was really fun. I was like, oh yeah, this is this is really fun. This is, oh yeah, we played CSGO together. <laughs> like, that was so random. I was like, this is really cute. This is fun. Nice. Yeah, it's so fun. I think like knowing that, you know, it, it brings you back to the joy of why we started streaming in the first place. Yeah. And that you get to do it because you love it. And that especially when we're all kind of introverts, like to sit at home and play video games, but still want to try and be social. It's a great way to fill that need and also do it in a way that doesn't have all the pressures that come with doing it. I'm an extroverted extrovert. I don't understand what you just said. Oh. I'm an I'm an I'm a, what is that? Introverted extrovert or extroverted introvert? Ambivert. Ambivert. Is that a thing? An ambivert or a, that does make? Okay. I was like, yes. did I just make that up? Am I yeah, I don't know. It's like straight that up. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So you know what? With that, actually, we have about 15 minutes for the questions. It's perfect. That was perfect timing. Perfect timing. So if anybody has any questions, we got two microphones right here. You can line up, um, and we'll call you up. And um, yeah, take yeah, just one of the microphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi there. Thank you guys for being here today. Um, so I'm actually in a very fortunate position where I work at a city library that is very excited about being online, social media. They're like, oh, you do Twitch. That's so cool. We like got all this stuff during the pandemic to like live stream story times and try to be more engaged. And it was really, really cool. And then they kind of just left it and they are, they want me to help them get back into it, but also give no time or resources to it at all. So um, I was wondering if you guys had any advice in the space for people who, for like speaking with companies and higher ups that have a lot of interest but not a lot of investment or understanding of like what it's actually gonna take to make what they want happen and like how to communicate that in an effective manner. Put together a presentation. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah it, it helps so much because they will not understand until you baby it and show them pictures. Yeah, so. what about for the people also who are like, I'm a man who's worked at a big That's their own problem before. then. That's okay. Yeah. Exactly. That's a big thing. Exactly. I got a lot of old fuddy-duddies who fix really think that they know what they're talking about yeah. and don't because they worked for like Adobe 10 years ago. Like, yeah. Yeah. I would say maybe find examples of kind of what you're looking for on mm -hmm. Twitch that is successful. I mean like the Monterey, Monterey Aquarium does a really good job of kind of monetizing their like, hey, here's a free like lo-fi and fish tank thing, right? It's not as interactive as, you know, a story time, but definitely mm -hmm. find um, examples on YouTube or Twitch where you can be like, hey, this is how the metrics could work for us if we were able to put in the resources. Cool. And also I think finding out what, what the goal is by doing that. And also, can I just say, I love that you work for the library. I'm a huge yes, bookworm. 
big fan of libraries. Thank, Thank you for me. all you do. Oh, of course. But I also think, like, is it something that they want to do because they want to, like, inform more people about their business? Are they trying to grow and get more people to come to the library? Are they trying to make money off of it? Like, what is the goal of doing that? Mm -hmm. um, I know that that would be something so valuable to me. Like, especially, you know, if I'm a stay-at-home mom with two little kids, like, I need something to entertain my kids, but I can't, maybe I don't have a local library I can go to, mm -hmm. and suddenly there's a stream going on, I can turn on my TV and my kids can be involved. That's a really cool idea. Um, but I love what they just said about, you know, kind of showing examples of, mm -hmm. of, depending on what the goal is. Um, but that is, I will say, I think the hardest part is getting leadership buy-in of why this matters, because this is still such a niche space mm -hmm. that if you're not in the gaming industry like a lot of people don't understand what streaming even is still um so it's an uphill battle for sure but i think everything they just said i completely agree with thank you guys so much thank, thank you. you for your question it's a good one hi uh so i am a small streamer and don't don't call yourself that you're not a small streamer imposter streamer. syndrome you know i i don't really feel like a content creator but eh, content creator um do you guys think that I should be sort of like very outspoken about the idea of like getting into the game industry and trying to search for a job or a career? Because I'm very like logical, very realistic where I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't want to expect to make any money off of it because I don't want to be disappointed if I don't in the future, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, I set my expectations very low for myself. So I don't know if I should like be out there and be, you know, contacting people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes. You are, you are a rational person, but this space is not rational. Yeah. No, it is not. It, 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 um, it doesn't care about your previous degrees or anything. All the stuff that you're doing right now can be applied to any of the jobs in the gaming industry. So, yeah. And I think being outspoken about it is important. Like, not that it shouldn't be that every person who goes live is looking to do it for a living. Mm -hmm. And so I think being local about looking for opportunities you never know who's watching your chat. Like, you never know who's, in, who's mm -hmm. watching your channel. And so why not? Like, the guys, like, I love doing this, but man, how cool would it be to do X, Y, Z? And mm -hmm. so I think being vocal about that is only mm -hmm. going to broaden your horizons and open up more opportunities for you. Yep. I would also say you don't get what you don't ask for. Yeah. You want yes. something, you ask for it. Close mouths don't get fed. Yep. Yep. I love that. Yep. And it's also like expecting your partner to know what you're thinking. Right. You don't say anything. It's like, no, 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 help me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's take a question over here. Right on. <laughs> so as uh, four examples of uh, success in the industry, and as women yourselves, you've probably faced some pretty unique challenges that you know most men and others probably don't. What advice would you offer to other women out there who are looking to follow a similar career path as yourselves? Great question. Be loud. Uh, and also, I was, say, I was like, be loud. Yeah, I was so afraid because I'm very crass. Like, I talk a lot about butts and all different things. Um, and I was like, man, is it so talking about like, you never know who's in your chat. Yeah. My sponsor, Lenovo, came in while I was talking about like eating ass and like. They dropped like 10 subs and I was like, God, oh, I'm so sorry. God. But it's like, it's one of those Yikes. things, but then I look at like my male peers in this streaming space, they say some of the worst it's stuff. So true. And I'm yeah. like, if yeah, they yeah, can say so it, then true. I'm gonna fucking say yeah, it. No. Of course. Yeah. So be yourself, be yeah. loud. If if you don't get the opportunities, then that's their fault and not yours. Right. So be yourself. That's the biggest thing. And and don't be afraid to clap back at people because Twitter has made a lot of people more confident in saying shitty things. So that's mm -hmm. so true. <laughs> also networking, seriously. Like networking is your best friend in this space. Coming to things like TwitchCon mm -hmm. or any any opportunity where you're going to meet industry people, I think is so important to be, and not just for women, but just in general to be able to like do that outreach. But I think being being loud, being confident, and not being afraid to Ash's point to ask for what you want. Um, I don't know. I think as women, we kind of just get pushed into this corner of like, no, this is this is what you're supposed to do. This is who you're supposed to be and, and what you're supposed to do in this space. But in reality, like I was talking to um, Jenna Gares, who oversees talent at Team Liquid, and we were just talking in general, and she goes, she's telling me how like all of their leadership is women. And I'm like, that is freaking awesome. Their CEO's a woman, she's a woman, her counterpart. And that just gave me so much joy to know that like women, it, it's, 
they're rising and the opportunities will continue to come. We just have to ask for them. And seek out those spaces with like other women, like find, you know, as, as, as a woman or just like those spaces where you are, when I first got, when I first started streaming, like I, it was a boys club and I yep. was just like desperately trying to find girls that I could like relate to. And it took me years and years. And nowadays, like there are so many like groups, communities, teams full of women just to like, not, not even in like a networking way, but just to like feel like you're understood and like validated. Yep. So finding those spaces as, as a woman is, is really, really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I love the Twitch Women's Guild. Mm -hmm. like, Amazing. Amazing. It's so supportive, and they're always sharing skills that we can use to bridge ourselves to other opportunities. So, yeah, it's a good. Thank you. That's a good question. Thank you, ladies. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll take a question over here. Hello. Um, first of all, happy belated birthday, Ash. Oh, thanks. <laughs> happy birthday, Ash. Thank you. Um, second, um, kind of to piggyback off what was just said, thank you all for being here. Appreciate seeing uh, women in such positions in the gaming space. That is something that you know we're obviously underrepresented in. Um, my question is: Before streaming, was gaming something that you had always hoped to end up in, or was it through streaming that you found a place for yourself in the gaming industry and world? For me, I, d I always wanted to be in gaming. I didn't know how I was gonna do it. I was like, I'm not an engineer. I'm not gonna, <clears throat> sorry. It's okay, we all sound like that. <coughs> We're all I'm place. not gonna be making games, or maybe I would, I don't know. Like I went all over the place in gaming. I was like, I'm gonna go and be like a UI developer. I'm gonna go be an engineer. I'm gonna do social media. Like I went all over games to like try to find where I wanted to land. And then it was like, Twitch just popped up and I'm like, whoa never even considered that part. <laughs> like the whole entertainment aspect of, of, of video games. But yeah, for me, gaming was just like, I wanna do something with it. It was just a calling, I guess, for me. Yeah, I was originally going to college to be an elementary school teacher, which imagine that going on the stream to talk about ass and stuff. Um, very appropriate. But yeah, I, I definitely got really burnt out. I took a break, break from college, as we all do. And I wanted to, this was like in the era of like YouTube, which is so funny because I would watch your stuff. Like I was a big fan of yours. And for one of my, like one of my friend's birthdays, we played League and I was so, I was oh like, my oh my God, I have to be so like, <gasps> I have to be so good at this. Anyway. Wait, we played League of Legends? Yeah, together. What? It was a long time ago. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Was yeah, I okay? <laughs> I um, yeah, I wanted to be big on YouTube, so I like started doing some like shitty Let's Plays, and um, I was like, oh, well, you know, I don't have time to edit all this stuff, so I'll just stream on Twitch. That very night, I was on like my really crappy Turtle Beach headset trying to talk as my roommate was sleeping, so I was whispering and playing The Telltale's Walking Dead, and surprisingly, three people came into chat, and I was like, oh my god, I love this. Yeah. So the next day I went out and got a snowball mic and started streaming like every day since. And I was like, I didn't realize I loved this part of like talking to people, talking about games, talking about stories, sharing different things from games with other people. So it definitely wasn't something that I was looking forward to because I didn't have consoles growing up. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I was never planning on it career-wise. I actually went to school for journalism. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then halfway through my degree, realized, wow, I hate this. <laughs> That sucked. Finished the degree, um, but then I, about three quarters of the way, I met my now husband who came over one day and opened his laptop and started watching, I had no idea what, and I said, what's that? And he goes, League of Legends, and that was just a dark hole that I went down for a little while for. But um, that, was, that was my introduction to Twitch, and, and so it was really the streaming aspect. Like, I, I'd always loved video games. I played them my whole life growing up, but like once I saw that there were people who were doing it and actually making a career out of it, especially was when I got inspired. Like I remember seeing legendary Leah. She was the mm -hmm. first like woman that I saw on Twitch and she was like just incredible. I was so like so excited to see a woman succeeding that way. Um, and so I thought, you know, like why not? This looks like fun. Why not try it? And then I got to kind of find a way to continue playing video games, but now seeing like this kind of light at the end of the tunnel of possibility, like, that'd be cool one day. And then I got really lucky is what it comes down to. And so once I saw the possibilities and got in the door, like that was that was the, the dream at that point. But no, yeah, I, I, I feel lucky again that I got 
where I did because I once I realized I hated journalism, I was screwed. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I had zero plans to join the gaming industry. Loved video games growing up, but I was going to college to be a doctor. And then whenever we moved across the country and I didn't have my scholarship anymore, I went to school and got my technical degree as a 911 dispatcher for the medical side. And my husband at the time was working like 12 hour days and mine would be 12 hour days. We had a two year old son. I was like, that doesn't work for daycare. So I was looking for something maybe that could be cool. Cause I always wanted to be an actor, but living in Louisiana, it's like, it's gonna be an actor in Louisiana. You know? But moving out to California, I was like, this is sick. You know, Hollywood's next door, baby. I can go knock on a door and be famous. That's just not how it works at all either. But I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to sell Sensi. I didn't want to do like anything else that all these stay-at-home moms are doing. It really sucks. MLMs get, don't get in. And I saw him watching um, a person solo a Destiny Crota raid. And I thought he was watching it on YouTube. And when he said, no, this is live, I was like, let me see. So I get on there and I'm like, are there other games or is it just like Destiny and COD and League? And I was like, let me search more obscure things and I found The Sims. And then I found this couple doing it. It was like the cutest thing ever. And me being a dorky little theater kid, I was like, I can do this. So I did. I grabbed my Xbox Connect, put it on all my medical textbooks on my coffee table, set it up on there. That was my camera. Whenever Xbox had the snap feature, I would snap my chat and it commuted all of your game audio. So I never heard game audio. I played Destiny. That was my game to play. Uh, so I played Destiny with no audio for quite a while on my living room floor and my TV's up here and people would come in and be like, why am I staring at your throat? <laughs> and I said, cause I don't have a chair, baby. And then they got me a chair. And it just started from there, you know? Just kept going. I also had my little Turtle Beach. That's yeah, it. I know, right? Yeah, that, yeah. That was, that was the moment. God. <laughs> Were you about Turtle Beach? Where are they now? <laughs> That's the one. Walmart, I think? Probably. <laughs> it was pretty good. But yeah, so I had no plans, but I knew I wanted to do something on the entertainment side, and I saw my opportunity, and I'm here. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. All right, we got one more minute, so we got time for one last very quick question over here. Yeah, I was just wondering, in terms of uh, developing skills for resume building and appealing to uh, jobs and industries, do companies look for certain skills on certain, like how to use certain software? Do they really want you to know how to use uh, like Adobe Premiere or Photoshop over their counterparts or you know do you recommend that you learn a specific software for that kind of stuff i think it depends on okay. the job listing so mine didn't ask for anything specific in that regard because they didn't really know what they wanted they just wanted somebody from the space who understood so they could get in um but they do love that because i taught myself premiere this last year while I was working there because it, you know, saves donor dollars in the end. So we don't have to hire anybody else to do that third party stuff. So I think having those skills is very brilliant. Haley touched on it too. Like it's really good stuff to have, but yeah, unless it says it in the listing, I wouldn't stress about it, but it is something I would add if you do have that. Like yeah, you would like, say, I have my skills like video editing. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. it. it is a skill. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I, I think having like a grasp of like the way that different software works, but you generally know video editing, but maybe like, you know, Premiere more than Vegas or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, but generally having that kind of skill, especially saying like, I taught myself how to do, how to use this type of software. That's like really valuable. Um, that's kind of like my job did not ask me to be a video editor. And yet I've made multiple clips for like our meetings of like doing a, I've made like sizzle reels of like our creators for our, like our all hands to like show off our, our favorite creators. They didn't ask me to have that ability, but they always appreciate it. So it's always good to put it on your resume as like, this is a general skill. I feel like I can provide a little bit more background to that. For me specifically, they asked me if I, because I was originally put on as a gameplay producer, but now I'm kind of like a producer host. So I do writing, editing, uh, Photoshop, everything, right? So for me specifically, I started as a contractor. If you're a contractor, usually they want you to have like sort of a medial knowledge of basic programs, right? So I only knew Sony Vegas, but they're like, oh, that's easy. You know, Sony Vegas, it's very close to Premiere. Easy, we can teach you. So as long as you're very receptive and you're open to learning, that's also very valuable, um, especially for contractors or freelance positions. They'll be able to give you like sort of like a rundown on things. If it is a full-time 
opportunity, you will often have to be an expert or at least know the program very well. And like, if anything, we might use like specific programs or have specific graphics you need to know, we can guide you through that. But generally for full-time, you will need to know the program like in and out, so yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for your question. I just want everyone here to remind everybody your names and um, you know, thank you for being here. Thank you know, you. thank you audience for being here. You all were amazing, asked some really great questions. Thank you for your attention. And thank you for sharing all of your wonderful and information, your wonderful deep knowledge of transitioning out of content creation. Thank you, thank you. Thank y'all. Thank you guys.